SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, the cultural and creative sector set to come under the spotlight at a conference this week uh, that's being held by the South African Cultural Observatory. Amy Shalva is um, a strategic advisor and senior researcher for the observatory. Good morning, Amy. Thanks for your time this morning. I'm very, yeah, I'm very excited to chat to your audience about the South African Cultural Observatory's fourth international conference on the creative economy. All right. Uh, Billy Munama is a South African guitarist, artist, creative. He does so many different things. Uh, Billy, good morning. Is There isn't one way to describe you, so I'll leave it as open-ended as possible. How are you? <laughs> uh, good morning. Um, uh, you know, uh, just Kathy, thank you so much for the opportunity for uh, speaking with uh, you and, uh, you know, uh, with your listeners. I'm an author as well. I'm a researcher, you know, and uh, I'm a musician. Uh, I think I'll end it there for now. <laughs> You see, you see why I left it open ended because I knew I, I, I was never going to satisfy the full list, right? But but I think yes. I, I think to say that you're a well rounded creative, um, perhaps maybe a bit all encompassing. And I know that you are currently joining us uh, from out in Ghana. Um, but thankfully, the connection is actually really good, so we, we'll be able to yes. continue with this conversation. Amy, l- let me. Let me kick it off with you and perhaps just give you an opportunity. When we look at the theme that you, excuse me, are, are looking at for this year, you're looking at structuring the creative and cultural industries for a sustainable and inclusive future. Before we talk about the future, let's talk about the present. What is the state of the industry currently? You know, and um, creatives often have the most precarious jobs. And before COVID, there were already well-known fractures and issues with the cultural and the creative industries, mainly as a matter of the fact that many people work in the freelance industry. Uh, Creatives are not always paid what they deserve to be paid for the work that they do. They also work very late, long hours. If you think of musicians that play late gigs, and I'm sure Billy will attest to this, you know, you finish a gig at 1, 2 a.m. in the morning, your costs are a lot higher to get home late after that gig. There is no public transport at that hour. And really, so the industry, um, although it is an industry of passion and creatives are there because, A, they're good, they're, they're artistic, and they, they want to share their talents, whether it's musical or artistic. Um, but the, the industry has not always been well supported. Yet, it contributes almost 3% in the case of South Africa to our GDP, almost the same as agriculture. And when you think of it in those terms, you really get a need to think about how can government and the private sector come to support the creative industries. And so um, the South African Cultural Observatory over the last uh, eight years has been working uh, with research institutions and universities across the country on behalf of the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture to chart a policy landscape that can actually help government and the private sector make evidence-based decisions for investments in the cultural and creative industries. 
So that's the past, you know, difficult industry to be in, but very rewarding for the beneficiaries, the audiences, the consumers of cultural and creative products, and also for the artists themselves. But an industry not without issues and, um, and an industry that hasn't had traditional support because it hasn't been perceived as an industry like mining or like agriculture. That's the past. Mm. Amy, I, I, I want to look at um, the, the, the sectors, the subsectors that, cre- that exist under cultural and creative, because, of course, there are those that are more mainstream, right? And often when, you, when we think about this industry, it, it's the go-to. We're thinking about, um, you know, music. We're thinking about... Uh, arts, theatre, etc. But it, it goes far beyond that. And, and, and I think if you can talk to us about um, some of the more niche spaces um, where people have been earning or, or making a good living um, over the years that has now become even more precarious. Definitely. Well, traditionally, the creative industries, and this is the, de- the definition from the UN Conference on Trade and Development, or UNCTAD, The creative industries include advertising, architecture, arts and crafts, all of the design industries, fashion, film, video, photography, music, the performing arts, also publishing and research and development, broadcasting. So what you're doing here at SAFM is part of the creative industries, so all media software, computer games, all electronic publishing, and TV and radio. And really, these industries are the lifeblood of the creative economy. But as we get more digitized, the face of the the creative economy and the creative industries is also changing. Um, I'm sure you've heard the term creator economy, which is a, a new and evolving term, speaking to people who are influencers, who are content creators, who feed platforms like YouTube and Instagram, uh, with watchable content. All of this falls under the, the, the creative economy at large. And then, of course, there are support industries around that. I mean, there are a, a support jobs, accounting, you know, anything that makes an industry work, HR, legal, uh, intellectual property. So when you come to the core of what the creative economy really means, it's a focus really and truly on um, trade, labor and production, and the IP, the intellectual property generating part of the industry. And that's where core value is created. Um, And essentially, that is the the heart of the creative economy. Billy, let me bring you in as somebody who has got almost tentacles in different aspects of um, the creative industry. What would you describe the, the, the current state of the industry to be? Oh, my God. I, I don't know where to begin. Um, you know, it, it is, it is er- erratic, um, the, the current, um, um, you know, state of economy, the creative art, and uh, it doesn't start now. Um, and I'm sure that there have been ample of conversations around this subject matter. And um, I, I, I started, you know, um, you know, playing guitar in 1997, and I was a professional musician since from then. And uh, at the conference, I will be unpacking all my experience and all my, um, you know, research that I've been conducting over the years. So now during COVID, for example, um, this, I mean, these problems, they've been occurring for 
over over years, man, as far as um as far as 1934, you know. So it's not a new it's not a new problem, you know, that we are we are currently uh, facing in the in the industry. So um during COVID, I just realized something that you know, how can musicians, how can um artists make money without being on stage? That was the question that I needed to, um, you know, uh, to share it with people and um, uh, uh, put it as a subject for a research. Or which, okay, how do we make, how do creatives make money from them um, uh, uh, without being on stage? And I speak about music because music, it contributes a lot into the art sector because there's no film without music. In film, there's music. Music is everywhere. Even in those games that, um, you know, Amy was talking about, there's music. Music is attached to each and every art, um, um, uh, you know, um, uh, art section, you know, of the creative. And um, the problem is that there's no structure. And we've been going back and forth, back and forth. So now, for me to be part of this, um, uh, uh, to be part of the speakers at the circle, I, 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 I presented a an 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 abstract, you know, that um, I have, you know, also presented in a recommendations from these matters because you, you must remember something, artists they are driven by passion, you know. So now. We don't we don't study uh, admin um, at 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 school and and so forth. So now it's time for us to introduce administration because now the the the, the creative industry is so uh, erratic and um, um and vicious. When I say that is it is because um someone works on on his or her talent for over twenty years. By the time they make it there. By the time they they make it, um, uh, you know, at their peak of their careers, they don't they don't care much about the admin. What they care about it is to make that money that they've invested their their the art on. So, um, we need to start from there. How to manage how how to manage the administration from from the ground. And now, this music business um 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 courses in schools. But now the problem is that, and the reality is that the music business in the school and the music business in the streets are two different things. I always tell people that me, I don't care about a contract. A contract is money. A contract is a payment. Because what is the point? What is the point of having a contract being signed, knowing that you're not going to pay, you're not going to pay the artist, and you know that the artist won't have the financial muscle to contest that that um, uh, contract in court. You know, so so if I have the money, I have the contract. So now, you know, so it's a, it's it's a, it's a different and, and challenging uh, industry that is not regulated. But now we have things like um, um white paper, you know. So now we're gonna have to look um into those policies. How can we implement them on the ground? Amy, um, you, you touched earlier on the contribution of the cultural and creative industry to the economy. And often, you know, the Americans, when they talk about some of their greatest exports, is uh, we think about Hollywood, right? And especially from the context of, of, of creatives and, and, and really culture. And this is a multi-billion dollar industry. 
nothing prevents South Africa's industry from being at that scale. No, nothing, nothing at all. And in fact, you know, we have a very powerful industrial complex that can support the growth of um, of, of the creative industries at large especially in film, and we know that we have a very well-established film industry, our broadcasting, our printing, um, our design industry is, is, is huge in South Africa. Really what, what these industries need is massive support and an acknowledgement, really, that the creative economy will be making the digital future much more palatable, more beautiful, more engaging than it's been in the past. And in fact, it does that. Our argument is that the creative industry skins the digital world on one front. But also, we're creating powerful content that tells incredible stories, that changes people's minds, perceptions, acts as soft cultural diplomacy, um, and in the South African case, promotes South Africa in many ways, or uh, underscores what the South African experience is like, good, bad, ugly, amazing, incredible. And we certainly have all of that uh, talent and ability here. What's, what's really lacking is new investment models in the industry. As Billy mentioned, you know, the, the, the entire creative industries needs upskilling, not necessarily on their creative practice, but in the other practices that help uh, you succeed in a creative business. And that really is legal, um, administrative, HR, social media marketing and promotion. So there's a lot to be done, and then yeah, new investment models, and then an acknowledgement, a cohesive acknowledgement of what the value is of the industry at large, and how we can move to support creators. And Kharteng itself is the epicenter of uh, creative work in South Africa. We know this from our recent mapping study, which was released and, and launched by uh, Minister Nathan Tetwa in April. Um, and it showed really that uh, that we are designing creative services are particularly uh, well serviced in South Africa, and that there are between 25 and 30,000 cultural and creative organisations in South Africa. That's massive. It's an industry. It's just more like several cottage industries and not one cohesive industry. Like we could look at a mine or we could look at a Ford production line and know that it is an industry. But we all know from the COVID-19 crisis and the pandemic that um, in a way the creative industries and the freelance industry and the future of work um, and the experience of creatives really showed us how to navigate uh, a new way of working in a more precarious and, and um, future-orientated way. Sure. Amy, we'll continue the conversation in a moment. Amy Shalva is uh, with the South African Cultural Observatory and Billy Munama uh, is a South African guitarist, author, composer, like I said, all-round creative, and we'll continue having this conversation. One of the things I'm interested in, you heard just how both of them are talking about the role of digital, right, and this industry really being at the forefront of making that digital transition a lot easier but how do you make money out of it that's that's what the the industry has been grappling with yes the content is great how do you begin to monetize that content that's the conversation that we'll continue to have it's now 11:30 time for your latest news head news headlines
The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, we continue the conversation on The Talking Point. Uh, Billy, let, let me come back to you on this issue of digital and money because, you know, you, you grappled the question of um, how do you keep making music when, or how do you keep performances when there is no stage for people to, um, to, to be on? And we saw the different ways that um, musicians, that actors, actresses responded to that. But this question of digital, it seems to be a double-edged sword that on the one hand, Yes, there's a push to digitize, and it's absolutely necessary. In fact, that's that's where the future is headed to. But the investment, the revenue that needs to come from it is on shaky ground. Um, hi, Kathy. Is, is this question for me? I yes, yes, it's infinity. for you, Billy. <laughs> okay. Um, Jesus Christ, you know... The, the musicians, uh, I'm going to speak about musicians and artists, um, um, you know, people, actors and, uh, um, you know, that space, money, it is made from performance. Um, you know, digital, there's no money. The revenues are, are not as, as, as much as, you know, we, we see them, you know, uh, they're being hyped up. Um, remember back in the day, back in the day, uh, I'm gonna put this example so that uh, the listener can gather. Um, I mean, can gather the um, idea what, what, what I'm talking about. A CD. When you print a CD, a CD, it, I will sell it at hundred rand. So today, uh, the uh, someone just go and stream it for one rand, and 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 all those um, 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 all those um, uh, uh, online platforms, they are not owned by South Africans. They are owned by Americans. And for you to get to them to the to the point of whereby you're going to make revenues, you have a target to reach. How do you reach 100, 100 US dollars if if a song it is it, it is it is seven rand? How how do you get there? It may take you um, a, a year or two. It depends what kind of an artist you are. If if they stream a lot, then you have a greater chance of receiving. You know, um, uh, maybe a better. But it doesn't. It doesn't uh, compete with live performance. Live performance is one that brings uh, revenues. So now um, um, we 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 acknowledge um, you know um, the digital world, but there is no much money in the digital world. To be uh, quite honest, according to my um, research and my observation as a as a practitioner. So, so what does that mean for a digital future, Billy? <laughs> a, digital, a, a digital future, we need to, we, South Africans, they need to own their own, um, um, you know, uh, their own iTunes, their own Spotify, their own, you know. So now, first of all, we need to start at the SABC. SABC, the, 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 the radio broadcasting, they need to play South African music. By then, they will empower the, 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 the you, you know, um, uh, the artist because what they do, what happens now is that they organize the summer awards and then they give the artists the trophies. And then the people who are having, uh, um, making uh, revenues through these streams are Americans. Uh, well, I'm gonna, it, that's that's how it is. I, I, I once wrote that um, um, uh, if, if um, Ikasa 
can get involved with this, um, you know, um, uh, uh, on this digital, um, you know, uh, uh, platforms, and 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 our, our music uh, um, is being played in our own radio stations. Then, artists they have a better better future economically, not being celebrities on Instagram and social media, but it will also, um, um, um you know, results in their banking, in the bank. All right. Go. I agree with Billy on that front, and yeah. I'm sorry to interject. No, go, go for it. I think there, is, um, there really is huge potential, especially on the continent, and maybe to zoom out and think of Africa as a continental market, not only about South Africa. There is no way that we can ignore digital, and Billy, I'm sure you'll agree with me, even though the margins are grossly thin for musicians and, and for many of the broadcasters and, and artists, and this extends across to, to all industries. It's not only your Spotify's and your, and your Apple Music. But there is very exciting, uh, there are exciting things happening on the continent. For example, there are some emerging platforms that are homegrown, like Ndundo in Kenya, that is a streaming platform, an Africa-based streaming platform. But the competition is really high, and the tech required and the barriers to entry to, to enter and gain that uh, scale of users is incredibly difficult. And I think artists really need to, to understand a mixed mode and a multiple revenue stream generator um, approach to doing business. And Billy, I'm sure you're doing this. A mixture of live gigs, um, self-promotional, uh, marketing uh, gigs, and then also streaming platforms is more likely to provide a stable platform than just focusing exclusively on one. But yes, Public broadcasters, the government, local uh, private sector also need to move to support artists and invest in them. Some of our greatest exports, uh, Trevor Noah, um, uh, some of our act acting exports are music, black coffee. I mean, we, we are excellent at what we do. There is, South Africa has excellence in the creative industries, but what we don't have excellence in is nurturing those so that really we can actually grow our industry at scale yeah and that's the big issue we'll be discussing it at the conference sure and it also sounds to me that um you know there are much more demands being placed on individuals in this industry across the board that you have to be able to do so much more that goes beyond perhaps just um the the skill or the thing in which you are trained in in order to be able to survive and and develop multiple streams of of, of revenue joey you're calling us um uh, uh, joey mabe you are the executive director i understand of uh, the bagwena global network good morning good morning Katie, and to your uh, visitors in the studios yes Yes, Katie, my name is Joey Made. I'm the executive director of Bakona Global Networks, which is an advocacy, an art advocacy company and an art administrator at the same time. Uh, Why there is Bakona Global Networks? It is my second company. I had the first company in the same province. And what Brabili was saying, that uh, within the creative industry, you must have deep pockets to fight uh, your fight even in high courts. Because uh, we 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 saying as we talk in the as the observatory was saying, and Brabilo was saying, if Katie, uh, I was also part of the panel of the evaluators who are sitting on the COVID panel for the province. 
this KD, uh, I've seen our artists, but I believe, right, when, when they make music and they grow in their creative works, they, they become big, they forget the administration issues. A lot of good artists, their applications, even at the MAC, are being turned away because they didn't comply with this and this and this, especially on the administrative issues. And rightly so, as the lady was saying there, arts, a creative economy, specializes in three main things, which are creative goods, creative services, and creative products. Now, to take these three components outside of the country to sell it outside, you have to comply along your route. Like they say about the YouTube, there is no black person who is saving a, 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 a platform like your YouTube. That we say all the traditional artists in South Africa come here, load your music here, we'll sell your music. This, to make music accessible and the creative products accessible to our communities and people. Uh, 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 I like the, 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 the research done by both Brabili and the observation. Yes, there is a white paper that has been discussing. I think we're going to discuss this white paper for the coming 50 years or so since as an advocacy company, this is the research I've done, and then Brabili must also correct me on this. Our ruling party, which is the ANC, which is running a democratic country, has promised us in their proposed cultural policy document that each and every word that is according to their cultural policy document, that under their leadership, as their they are proposing under their leadership, each and every ward will have a committee at center. This case, you go and check for how long? I think in the province I've got less than five committee at centers. And it was difficult for us to, 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 to take them off the ground because these things that Bobrabili and Observatory are taking, the money on the performing arts, that is whereby you find these uh, 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 officials from government taking charge of this big, we call them flagship events. They take in charge, they will be the ones who will say, this one day, this one day, this one day. I will tell you one typical example. There was an official who was having an artist who he was managing secretly. And when I was doing an event, before I would get anything to the department, I was supposed to promise him that this artist will be part of the lineup, even though that artist maybe it's not a part of that a, a, a kind of event that I'm doing. Yeah. So, 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 so within the art industry, it's not only black don't own this. We've got the same people who are supposed to implement these good policies to advance us. They are the people who are in charge for where their money is going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joey, let's I'm, leave it I'm there for this to you moment. Like this. I'm, my first company, we're having a case at the High Court mm-hmm. because of the project they took and it is now owned by government. I want to go to fight for, me, for, for, for that thing, which is rightfully mine. And it's your intellectual be- property here, Joey. Because I don't have big pockets, sis Katie. Mm. This event is going continuously, and there is budget continuously. About millions of friends spent on that project, which is mine. So, 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 so those are the things. Those are the things, sis Katie. So, thank you for giving us this platform, Katie. But this is what I would say to the artists that are listening in the Northwest. Um, I'm having a website that will go to uh, uh, different uh, media platforms whereby we are going to load all the indigenous music of the Northwest and then people will have links to access that music and they will access that music 
at a reasonable price mm. determined by the artist himself or me as the owner of the website. All so right. this is we are there at this moment. And thank you for giving us this time at AFM. All right, Joey. Thanks for calling in, Joey. Uh, he's the executive director of Bagwena Global Network. Amy, um, looking at the time, we don't have much left of it. Let me give you a chance then to tell us about how people can be a part of the conference that you'll be hosting. Yes, and I, I just wanted to acknowledge that really, you know, there there uh, there have been challenges in the industry, and this is why we are having uh, this conference. It is largely um, a thought leadership conference, and it brings together a mixture of global leaders, uh, thought leaders, and academics on the creative economy, so that we can look at the big trends, but then also. Um, coming down to some practitioners. Obviously, Billy is going to be there presenting. Um, so that we can grapple with, with how do we make these industries, which are already uh, fractured and um, in a precarious position, more sustainable? And how do we include more, um, be more inclusive for the creative uh, economy and for the industry? And so, yeah, we would like to, we, we are actually offering a free virtual attendance to the conference. So if you go to the South African Cultural Observatory website and click on conferences, you'll see a link there to our 2022 conference. If you then follow the link to registration, we are offering a, a free registration to anyone who wants to attend and listen in virtually. We'll also be live streaming the main plenary on our Facebook and our uh, YouTube account so that we, we can include as many people as possible. We also have a partnership with the Conversation Africa, and we're hosting a policy dialogue on digital issues in Africa. So all of the conversations we've been having uh, in, in this uh, session, and thank you so much for the time and space, we'll be trying to broadcast as much of it free online so that creatives all over the continent, but also in South Africa, can join. So if you do want to sign up uh, with the virtual voucher code, the code is VRT. RG22, VRTRG22. If you wanted to reach out to the observatory, we can we can obviously share that with you again. But we want people to attend because this discussion goes beyond the people that will be in the room right. and participating virtually. Amy Shalva, let's leave it there for this morning. She is with uh, the South African Cultural Observatory. You also heard there from uh, Billy Munama. He'll be part of the conference currently uh, traveling. He's out in Uganda, I understand, and not in Ghana. Unfortunately, we're completely out of time for that conversation.